You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into our show and start with our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful that um, just made it through another week. I mean, you know, this thing is taken for granted. You know, um, lost some people uh, due to COVID, uh, coworkers. That was kind of shocking. Um, so just thankful to make it to another week. Um, and just hopeful everyone is doing their best to stay safe. You know, this, you know, we're in 2021. And some people are saying it's only extension of 2020. So, you know, protect yourself, do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, I'm thankful to be alive. That is a, a good thing. A thing that a lot of times we take for granted. Phil, what are you thankful for this week? Well, I want to uh, share the same um, feeling as Evans does. Thankful for another week. It's crazy. My wife is a, a COVID nurse and it's real people. It's real. And, um, I'm just thankful for that. And I'm thankful also that my nephews kind of recalled us and they got the, they, they, they opened up their Christmas, late Christmas gift. And they were so happy and elated. And I just love to hear the smiles on their voice. So I thank God for them. And, um, and that we was able to bring a little joy, you know, uh, during this crazy time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? What's up everybody? Listen, um, grateful for uncle phil too uh uncle phil just dropped a ps5 on his nephew's lap man shout out to <laughs> phil i wish he was my uncle growing up uh, but i'm thankful for um a small gathering of guys that we that uh, got together this week um these guys is from a church older fellas and friends um one of them overcame COVID. um we just social people man so it's just it's just good to to get together with some it's a small group of guys of course um, we were socially distanced, of course, but it was good just to have that community, that type of fellowship. And I'm thankful that they're uh, they're, they're doing better and uh, everybody's family is good, man. So it's good to hang out with friends. That's awesome. And my um, thankful moment is actually similar to yours, Kelvin. Um, I had the opportunity to hang out with one of my girls, um, Ava. You guys know her. Um, she goes to um, Evans Church. But just to have like that girl time, that R&R, sometimes you just get so caught up in doing everything else. Like you just don't take the time to relax, laugh, then, you know, do all the things that women do. So I really appreciate her. Um, and I'm thankful for life. Um, as Evan mentioned, we had a lot um, in our church community due to COVID. Um, COVID is running rampant. I mean, people are still getting sick. People are still dying. We're still averaging 3,000 deaths a day. And what that does for me is it, it puts life into perspective. You know, it's not guaranteed and, and every day is really a gift from God. Um, and so I'm really, really grateful for that. All right, let us jump in um, to our show. We have a, a pretty exciting show for you um, this week, guys. And, and if you're alive and in the United States, we know um, what kind of week we have had. Um, I'm 35 years old. I never thought I would live to see the day um, where the Capitol building is breached. And I use breach in air quotes because we all watched it. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure that they were let into that building. But nonetheless, we had to deal with the mess with the Capitol building with those terrorists. And we need to call them for what they are. They are domestic terrorists. They're thugs, right? Um, we had to deal with that in the middle of the week. Then later on in the week, we got the unfortunate news that the DA in the Jacob Blake case, he decided that um, he will not pursue charges against the officer. And just for context, that was the case where um, Mr. Blake was shot seven times um, in the back, in the back, okay, um, by um, a police officer. And so there's anger and outrage to that. And the NBA had some responses um, showing unity um, in the games by either kneeling um, during the national anthem, linking arms during the national anthem, um, or kneeling after tip off. And so this is gonna be somewhat open-ended. I want the guys to just kind of express the things they're feeling. Um, what do you think about the NBA's players show of solidarity? Um, and just how do you feel about these events that transpired this week in our country? Well, I think for me, it oftentimes is, you know, I don't look at these things in a vacuum. So I'm thinking about what happened in Nashville too, just a few, um, you know, Christmas day where a guy blew up in downtown Nashville affected one of our partners in his business. And, um, and then I'm thinking about the inauguration, right? And it's just this madness going on. And most people go to sports to escape, but I'm glad the athletes won, you know, keep this thing on the forefront of our minds, you know, from the pulpits, we have to keep it on the forefront of people's minds that this is a very serious thing that's happening. It is domestic terrorism. And we see that, that unfortunately in white America, particularly white males, uh, conservative white males, sometimes doing the most damaging things um, for, for, for a man that wouldn't even go out and fight with them or for them. And then I'm also just, stunned that these the people who were affected uh people who either went to jail people who got hit with a baton people who had various things happen to them are shocked that they're actually that they're actually being uh, air quotes held accountable because we still know that an arrest does not mean an indictment in, in the light of jacob blake so it's sad reality in which we live and you know it is what it is. It really is. Yeah, uh, sentiment is the same. I, it's so disgusting to see that. And as referenced throughout, if it were, just think about during the summer, Black Lives movements and how they were just peaceful marches and people try to incite them. And when they was marching even close, like I think a, a blocker from the, the building, they had the natural guards there. And videos that's turning up is showing that these security guards literally opened the door, letting them in. And I want to congratulate the athletes for saying that, you know what? No, we're no longer going to be escaped. We're going to deal with this reality. Injustice occurring for people of minority and people of color, period. And we need to make a change. No longer that you're going to escape from reality and think this only happens on this side and so forth. No, this is happening and this is unfair justice, and look at the real th terrorists, the real criminals, and to see 
that the president committed sedation, seduction, sorry, sedation, yeah, sedation, when incite a speech to have that occur? Sedition, sedition. Sedition, sorry, sedition, my bad, sedition. You know, it, it's it's very scary, and and, and I'm glad the athletes around the world, especially, the, you know, the NBA and um, those others, just to, to make sure we don't try to escape from this moment, this moment in time. And I, I, I hope, and I hope, Everyone is held accountable because people's lives, you know, and I, I do feel bad because life is precious, but I really, the people I feel bad, you know, life was lost, but the person I really feel bad for was that officer trying to do his job. The one few officers who tried to do their job lost his life and he didn't have to lose his life. Those who decided to break in and lost their life, I hope they made it well with their Lord and their maker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to piggyback on what you guys said, uh, the recent events that transpired, of course, show us that the justice system is not colorblind. And I'm thankful that um, the players stood in solidarity and they uh, they used the platform that they had. And I, and I can really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's everything you guys said. I think you guys, I could, you could guys put a cap on it, but it's sad, but, I, but as far as this being, you know, a sports podcast, um, the athletes did what they were supposed to do. Um, they made a stance. I, I remember Milwaukee. I forgot who they were playing. I think they were playing the Pistons. Um, they used their platform correctly. Um, they can't do but so much. Um, but they were a reminder because I wasn't really familiar with the Jacob Blake case. Uh, and I had to Google what was going on and what they were uh, kneeling for this time. And it, and it kind of just, you know, struck a chord with me because everything that transpired this week was crazy. So, you know, I'm kind of like still on edge with, you know, speaking about this right now because I didn't really process it like I would like to. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm appreciative of the athletes that use their platform for good. Absolutely. And Kelvin, I really like your transparency where it's like you're still processing. And I feel like us as a Black community, a lot of the times we have to understand we're not going to process things like this in a day in two days, a couple of, cause it's traumatic. It's traumatic to our experiences. And I remember in the spring and the summer when there were, you know, Black Lives Matter protests. I just remember the amount of arrests. I remember in my city, Charlotte, you know, those officers were uptown in riot gear. They were arresting left, right and center. And I remember last um, May and June, I was still a prosecutor at the time, and we had like internal meetings on how we're going to deal with um, all of these charges. And I remember being one of the DAs that was open and vocal and said, I am dismissing all of these cases against these protesters, right? And people thought I was so radical. But then here we are in January seeing what was done to the Capitol. First of all, it took them way too long to make the arrest they needed to make. People were able to go back home, you know, wherever they live, wherever they came from. And as Evan said, just because arrests were made, we don't even know if justice will come out of that. And so it, you know, it just hurts my heart to see and to know, and this has been a reality my whole life, the dichotomy in this country um, justice is not blind. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just all the feelings of anger. And so going back to the NBA players, I always appreciate when athletes who 
you don't necessarily have to be social activists. And Michael Jordan made that very clear. Like, you know, an athlete, their job is to play the sport and they really don't have to do anything additional if they don't want to. So you have athletes making the decision to use a huge platform, at least to bring awareness and to bring light. Um, one of the athletes um, that kind of went MIA, but the reports um, is because, you know, he was disturbed and he didn't want to play was Kyrie Irvin. And I don't know if you guys remember in the bubble, that was the reason why he didn't go back to the bubble. In his mind, he thought that social justice issues and the things surrounding that was more important than resuming the season. And so um, what do you guys think about um, Kyrie, especially in these moments? Now he's showing a pattern of resistance by not playing. Um, what do you guys think about his decision to do that? You know, it's, it's really funny because <clears throat> I feel like I'm processing with Kyrie too. Like he he kind of grows on me sometimes. He's he's a hard guy to figure out. Um, but I really, I really, I'm starting to admire him a little bit um, in a sense that he is what a lot of us want to be. Um, he's able to say, I am not going to play uh, because he's, first of all, he's in a financial position. He's in a position of power too. Uh, what he does is he, he, he forces his organization to look at issues as well because he's an impactful talent. He is, he is the person that they're paying second most on the team. Um, he is one of the faces of the NBA. Um, and what he's doing is he's making, uh, he's hitting pockets. He, he affects the gambling life that goes on in Las Vegas, you know, in, in, in different places around uh, our country. So Kyrie uh, using his platform to say, listen, I'm going to sit this thing out because I'm just not comfortable um, in this America, in this space right now. And a lot of us would like to do that. And unfortunately, we need to, a lot of us live day by day, paycheck by paycheck. We can't sit down sometimes and process the events that's going on, but he's able to, and he, and by him being able to, it forces other people to think about what's going on. So in, in that, in that sense, I really do appreciate him. And he's starting to grow on me, uh, just being a thinker and just being um, out there to do the things that he's convicted on. And I can respect that. Yeah, I could chew on all that counts, but only thing I ask Kyrie is just tell your boss that you're not coming to work. That's all I ask. Just tell them you're not coming to work, and 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 let them know. So therefore, you know, you know, I think he kind of did it in a rogue manner, but I guess he's paid to do what he want to do in that organization. But um, I, I don't fault him for the action he's take. But the proper protocol would be: Hey, tell your coach, tell the organization, this is how I feel. This is what's going going on. And maybe they would have, you know, came back behind. Maybe they wouldn't play the game and so forth. But the way he did it was kind of like a rogue, literally rogue. And two or three days later, he decided to acknowledge them. I know we all process things differently, but at least tell the organization what's going on. Well, I mean, Phil, I think you highlighted another question, which, which has been the question surrounding Brooklyn prior to this season starting. Who is the boss? Maybe he told Kevin Durant that, that he wasn't going to be in. Right, because we don't even know if he should be telling Steve Nash if he's in charge. Is Kevin in charge? Is Kyrie in charge himself? Like we just don't know. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because how do you just not like you're right? Like who's in charge? 
Like, how do you not like call in? Maybe, maybe they want to talk to Steve Nash because Steve Nash represents the man. You know, he looks too much like the man. He can't, he can't deal with, <laughs> deal with his, his coach because, you know, I just can't talk to you about this right now. But um, Kyrie does things Kyrie's way. And it's, it's just interesting. Like, I respect the fact that he's, he's prioritizing his mental health over performing and distracting the people. But there's also another report out, because here's the thing, right? There's also another report by Scoop B, who everyone questions Scoop B's reliability, so you can take it with a grain of salt. There's another report that said that Kyrie told, told people, I just didn't feel like playing. And so there's two reports. I'm hopeful it's about social justice. It's about bringing awareness about the things that happened in Washington, D.C., but there's a myriad, of, a myriad of reports. And while he doesn't have to tell anyone anything, it is in his best interest to control his own narrative and explain what's going on. I agree with you, Evan, 100%, considering that Kyrie has a reputation of being problematic, being unreasonable. And so I agree if you want to shift that narrative I feel like you have to do things just a little better. And, and, and it's not about asking permission in this instance, because I feel like he's justified for not wanting to play. Um, but I think you, you still got to follow protocol. Like you can't just get up and be like, Oh, I like, you know, I'm taking a mental break and I'll tell them the week after. You know what I'm saying? Like he he definitely has to do better on that front. That's my only qualm with him. Um, but I definitely agree with his actions. It's just the process. I don't I, I come like. just me coming to say this too. I really think in, in these situations, um I guess I, I guess I am kind of making a little excuse for him. Um, but I will say that your agent, a lot of times when these things happen and occur. Um, these guys are supposed to t have your back. I mean, what Evan said is, is so key. If you're not in a mental, if you're not mentally healthy, um, a lot of times, you know, uh, you really, some people handle it different than others. And I think Kyrie's one of those people that really have no control of his emotions in, the, in his headspace. So I feel like uh, in, in this business, um, you got publicists and you have people like your agents that's supposed to create the narrative and supposed to communicate, be in communication with the front office. It's not the same thing where it's like, if I'm at work, you know, I got to communicate with my boss. Nah, a lot of times these people have people to talk for them. So the NBA space and NFL space is oftentimes different from the corporate spaces and the spaces that we deal with from day to day. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Um, let's transition um, on. And, and since we're on this topic of like all the bad things that happened this week, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are a part of that equation as well. Um, last week, the Eagles played the Washington football team and they were pretty much contenders throughout the game. The head coach made a decision to bring in, I mean, I don't even know the guy's name. That's how irrelevant he is. He's like the backup to the backup's backup. Um, and basically it appeared um, very publicly, not only to fans, but to some of the Philadelphia players that they intentionally tanked that game um, with the goal of, they say, obtaining a higher draft pick 
but we all know there's some deep-rooted hatred against the New York Giants who would have been the beneficiaries of um, them winning the game. So I'm going to start with Phil for this one because I know he has strong feelings about this this week. Um, how do you feel, how do you feel about the Eagles um, tanking last Sunday? Tell us why you mad, son. Being a Christian, <laughs> you're not allowed to hate, right? And even when I posted on on Facebook, I, and I basically stated, I hate the Eagles. And one of the church members said, hate is a strong word. And I wanted to say something else I had to explain to her. It's the organization and how they treat this situation. They have no goals. They are so disgusting. You have men out there risking their lives, you know, working to show some of these guys, this is the only tape they could show for the end of the year because they may get cut by the Eagles and they audition for another, another team. You have a, a brand new quarterback who's probably playing his fifth game in the season, fourth or fifth game, and he wants to show that he could play on prime time. But what you do, the result to do is taking the sport, the sacred sport, men, you're playing with, you have men on the field, not boys, men, like livelihood, tampering with their livelihood, and you tank and nobody knows except you? That is disgusting. I oppose, like I said, I oppose that they should lose their first, second round draft pick, fine, and never to be on a prime time a prime time for the next two years. All games should be one o'clock games or, or, or the Thursday games. Th Thursday is prime time, but all one o'clock games for the rest of the um, next two years. That's disgusting. They hurt the game. And they're just, they, I can, only a goal. Like I said, the Eagles, I hate the Eagles. I hate what they stand for and what they put forth. They are so disgusting what they transpire. You've, like I said, Judge, Judge, Joe, um, Judge said it correct, the Giants coach. You have men, men, men. His quote is on par. I don't want to say because my lips are not, uh, are not sacred enough to repeat what he said. Please look up uh, the coach, head coach um, speech on what about tanking. Disgusting. Mm, so, mm, Phil, mm, you're mm. telling me that Joe Judge is talking about a sport with men, but he's acting like a baby. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got oh, it. oh. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, hold uh, on. <laughs> he was asking a question. Hey, listen, okay? we, uh, we let Phil get this little fake rant, right? So, so can, I, can I tell you how laughable this situation is? Yo? Like, <laughs> do you guys, I, I mean, I'm at, I want to know if Phil actually watches the NFL. Like, do you ever watch the NFL? Because teams do this every single year. When you do not have anything to play for, hold on, Phil. I'll let you go on your new fancy mic. Give me a second. <laughs> Listen, teams every year when you have nothing less to play for, they play their subs. We went into the game benching about 10 starters. We had no intention on winning this game. And what does the Giants want? The Giants fan want charity from a, from a, a divisional opponent. Do you want us to baby you? Do you want us to finesse you? Do you want us to win games like we got giants on our uniforms? We don't have giants on our uniforms. We're looking out for our, our organization. We can care less what y'all think about it. We can care less what anybody on the news thinks about it. Philly, we stand on our own too. Ten toes down. We don't care First nothing about what y'all talking about. 
Kelvin, I don't care nothing about what you're saying right now because first. Hold on, oh, no, you, it's Evan turn first, then you can go, Dion. No, 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 no. But they, you know me, I interject behind whoever I want to. I don't care anything about what you're saying. Go, go, you go. Because here, look, here's what it is. If you're like, yo, Philly, 10 toes in, stand with the organization, your own players were disgusted by the display. Win My more games then. Hold on, you got to win more games then. I don't care about the, listen, they don't have, they don't have no say in Philly either. You guys stunk it up the whole year. Now y'all talk, y'all want to talk about y'all want to try to win the, the last game? No, we trying to, as an organization, improve our stock for next season. We don't want you to get this charity win, this moral victory. We don't, oh, don't want the players. No, we're not. No, what about no, 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 trying to get y'all for next year? Here, here oh, is what? trying to improve our status. Here is here. the thing. I, I don't care about a, a charity win. I really don't. It's not like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm more so disgusted. All right, fine. You guys did bench 10 starters prior to the game. No one anticipated that you guys would compete, period, right? Like, I know I didn't. I thought this was going to be a one-sided affair. I think what makes it more disgusting for NFL fans, I'm not just speaking as a Giants fan, is you guys, Jalen was in there doing his thing. You guys were right there. Y'all were contending. In the third quarter, like y'all were right there. And it like it was just so blatant. My thing is you already benched your starters. You had your starting quarterback that you chose for that game. Why are you not riding out with Jalen Hurts? Come on. Like are you, it are was you disgusting. You, it you... was disgusting You're, to okay. watch. It was disgusting to watch because it was super blatant. And you want to know why I'm upset? Not necessarily because of the loss. That Peterson guy got up at the post-release, um, post-release, I'm too much of a lawyer, the post-conference and said, oh, like we, we tried to compete, like we wanted to win this game tonight. We tried to compete, compete to the best of our ability. Yo, be a man. Is there a man in Philly, anybody? Be a man and own up to what you did. Get up there and say, look, we wanted it, to man. look at the stop future. It, the org- No, 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 no. Stop, stop it. it. Look, we, we tell, wanted to look, look at the, the future of the org. Listen, so so you want him, hold on. You, you want him to tell you want him to say what you're telling me right now. You want him to go on his post conference, post at post the post after game uh interview. You know what I'm talking about. You want him to say, okay, listen up, everybody. We're tanking. Like, come on now. Of course he's going to Calvin, Calvin. Be be a man about be a man about your stuff. You did you, you did blatant, you did blatant actions. Be a man about it, okay? Uh-oh. Alexa, Alexa, play. He wasn't man enough for me because he was not man enough for me. Own Shoot up to your stuff, okay? Shoot yourself in the head. That's what you want to do. Shoot, commit suicide. Go ahead. The Eagles have the number six pick, not the number nine pick. Number two. Jalen Hurts wasn't playing that good anyway. He was doing okay. What? Look at his QBR. Look at his quarterback rating. Look look at his percentage percentage of completions. He wasn't playing that well anyway. Only thing he was doing that was different, he was running for his life because we had a bad offensive line out there. The Eagles didn't want to win because they were trying to win. 
which is getting a better draft pick, have an opportunity to draft someone like Jamar Chase, get an actual wide receiver in the building. If we win, you know, what? If we win what? So what? We feel good about ourselves? We beat our chest and say, we won. We're better than Washington. Who cares about the Giants? And number two, the Eagles don't even care about the Giants. The Eagles don't like the Cowboys. We beat the Giants senselessly for the last 10 years. We don't care. So here's the thing. So what about those players? Because this is game footage that uh, they won't be able to show an effort that they led to a win together. They should have shown effort in training camp during the whole season. Oh, that opportunity. Uh, it is their fault. Shut up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get fired. You're fired. Get out. Wait, you you want to know what's crazy? You want to know what's crazy about this whole thing where it's like, forget the players, forget the players? Because Evan is one of our guys on this show who's pro players. Mm-hmm. Oh, organizations do this. And yeah. we don't look out for our players. And now it's like, who cares? Like, do it on training. I'm looking camp. for the player at do number six, Jamar Chase. Like, That's the player I'm concerned about. That's, That's the man I'm concerned Listen, about. Make sure he's healthy. Okay? Yo, is it, is it obvious enough that we are Eagles and Giants fans, everybody? <laughs> we, we definitely are. Y'all are so disgusting. <laughs> fact, matter of fact, first round pick for the next five years. <laughs> and on top of that, no prime time for the next six years and find $100 million. Y'all so dirty and trash. Have some respect. Oh my gosh. So, we, we helped. Here's the thing, Kelvin. We helped the Giants. We got them to get a good player, actually. Yeah. They, they only going to appreciate what we did for them next year. Listen. You know, you know what it is? You know what it is, Kelvin? My, my child doesn't appreciate when I spank him, just like we spanked our child, the Giants. Right, right. First like, of like, all, like, like the like, Giants like, will win a Super Bowl. Like, yo, you want to know what's crazy about this? Just a couple of seasons ago, the Eagles didn't even have a, a Super Bowl win. They got one Super Bowl win, and now they're helping and aided other teams in the league. Man, please, don't the even get me started. Listen, do not, do, not get, do not get me started about these the Eagles. And, Tell and us you why you're mad, son. Tell us why you're yeah. mad. I might need to play uh, that Meek Mill uh, song to put this in his mind for that Eagles Super Bowl. You didn't even see. Yeah, and yeah, coach, you didn't even win. The, you barely won the Super Bowl. You are backup. Wentz, you need to come back and do what you do best. Give these guys an L and do your own plays and everything. Y'all are so disgusting. I hate the Eagles. Lord have mercy. If they cancel your team and got rid of y'all or switch y'all out, I'll be happy. Y'all are worse. <laughs> Let me be on well, record. records say I, I think we still all hate the Cowboys the, the most, though. I, I know. Nope. I do. No, 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 no. Fact, no facts. No, no. Facts. Like, I'll, look, I don't care what the Eagles do. Like, the Eagles could come in and steal all our equipment from, from our stadium. <laughs> and I still hate the Cowboys the most. There is nothing they can do or that fan base can do that would make me hate them you know, less than any other team. Yeah, okay? I can agree with that. Let me that. give you a little argument. You know, I, I used to feel that way, but think about it. The only team that ever give us trouble or have done something to affect us is the Eagles. Think about it. Last well, time. in all fairness, the, the Cowboys been beating us senseless for the last few seasons. I mean, like, let's keep it 100, right? And right. I'm a Giants fan. They've been beating us senseless for, like, the last 
five six seasons in a row. But, but haven't listen, accomplished but anything. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Phil, real quick. Uh-huh. We don't hate the Cowboys just because they, they might beat our teams. Right. We hate everything that comes with the Cowboys. Literally. Their fans. We hate their fans. We hate their owner. We don't like Texas that much. I mean, like anything associated with the Dallas, like it, it's a deeper hate there. It's I'm sorry. I'm starting to sway. Cowboys fans, please continue to listen. I'm starting to sway after what they've done. After what the Eagles done, I'm starting to sway. He's I'm a prisoner of the moment, everybody. I'm starting to sway. I need time to process this. Yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. That's all I have to say. And your coach about to get fired. Oh, good for him. I hope he does get fired. Rumor is he's about to get fired, right? I hope he does. And no one yeah. ever hire him. Yep. Yep. That's right. I mean, like I said, I didn't think he was a man about his. The Eagles obviously don't think he's man enough because he's about to go like he he just has to go like when that man looking lied at me like yo I I felt like every woman in a relationship that has been lied to straight to their face like that's what I felt I was like oh so you just gonna lie you 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 just gonna look at me in my face and lie when we have all this circumstantial evidence Ah oh, man, listen. That's what they do. That's what they do in this world, Dion. You should know that. That that yo, that's a fact. Yeah, that's may I a say fact. May I, say uh-huh. I hate the Eagles. <laughs> and on that note, until next time. I hate the Eagles. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>